Hey there, welcome to another episode of The Background Scoop. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, DJ Stavropoulos, background actor extraordinaire here in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, maybe not. Let's not get full of ourselves here. But I do think I know enough to help you get started or advance your career in this field. In this episode, I'm going to talk about where to find background jobs and how to submit for them. Stay tuned. That's my sotto voce voice. Where to find background jobs? I'm going to talk about the five that I use. There are likely others. Most of them use Facebook as their platform, while a few do have websites, and one ranks at the top of my list in terms of their process, and that's Central Casting. Central Casting is one of my favorites, primarily because of their sophisticated process. Many of these agencies use Facebook and emails to post and accept submissions. Central Casting is a bit more advanced. They have a great website. It's one of the few companies, perhaps the only one, that requires you to attend an orientation session at their office in downtown Atlanta. This may be shut down now due to COVID, but I attended in the fall of 2019. It's probably a 60 to 90 minute session to explain how it all works. They take some pictures for your file and you fill out paperwork for taxes, which is wonderful because as you get booked on jobs, you don't have to complete this paperwork every time, just once. They also have a very advanced text messaging system they use to communicate with you when they reach out to check your availability and submit you for jobs. You simply answer yes or no. And as of late 2020, they've done away with paper vouchers, which are what you fill out and get each day you work. It's all electronic now. You get a text with your electronic voucher, which you can print or save as a PDF. They're also great about speaking to you live to confirm jobs. When I respond to a text to say I'm available, I'll get a call within minutes to speak to a live person who describes the job and answers any questions I have. I believe they also still use pre-recorded phone messages that you call the day before the job to get details on the call times. Their website now allows you to manage your own profile, including uploading additional photos and describing who you are and what you can do in more detail. I've worked with Central Casting primarily on TV shows like The Resident, Dynasty, and MacGyver. Tammy Smith Casting is another favorite of mine. You can find her on Facebook at Tammy Smith Casting Atlanta. That's Tammy with a Y, and there's a hyphen, not a dash, after the word casting. I've gotten numerous extra jobs on this, including the movies The Suicide Squad and Red Notice. She is delightful to work with and will go to bat for the extras if issues arise on the production. She's actually the only casting company I've ever seen on a set and met in person. It just occurred to me that... Maybe I should reach out to her for an interview for this podcast. That would be both informative and fun. Next up is Catret Lock Casting. Search on Facebook for CL Casting. That's capital C, capital L, with no spaces or periods in the CL. I did the TV show DMZ through them. The entire underground Atlanta was our holding pen in February and March of 2020. I'm not quite sure I understand the relationship of this company to Rose Lock Casting, but I believe they're affiliated. If you go to Facebook and find the Rose Lock Casting page, it hasn't been updated in years. I think their stuff is actually on the CL Casting page. It's run by Jamie Lynn Catrette and Rose Lock. That's Lock with an E. On their Facebook page, you can get added to their mailing list by clicking the More button at the top and submitting your email and name. I was hired twice for Lovecraft Country on HBO through Rose Lock Casting, once as a British chauffeur and once as a 1950s Chicago bar patron, which was actually filmed at the Irish pub Rerot in Midtown Atlanta. 
TaylorMade Casting is another company I've used. Their website is castingtailormade.com, all one word. You can submit a general submission here or for specific roles. They also now have a calendar feature that lets you look at castings by day to see what's available for days that you're open for work. They cast for Stranger Things, which I've never been in, but I have been in a holding tent parked outside that creepy lab building in the first two seasons. It's right on Briarcliff Road, next to the mansion that Doom Patrol films at. And finally, there's Hilton Casting. That's Hilton with a Y, not an I. H-Y-L-T-O-N. Their website is HiltonCasting.com. I've done a few jobs with Hilton, namely the movies Wally's Wonderland and Three Months. They also do shows requiring audiences, but I've never done this. I know some of these provide no compensation for audience members. In sum, there are lots of companies casting for extra roles here in Atlanta, and they all use either website and or Facebook to advertise these, although each has a unique process for registering yourself and submitting for jobs. Get online and Google these companies to get started. Let's talk about how to submit yourself for a background job. Each casting company has a specific process they follow, but you're either emailing them the information they need or you're completing a submission on their website. There's actually a third way. You're already in their database and they're contacting you, which technically isn't really a submission. In general, they'll collect four types of information. One, personal information. Things like your name, phone number, and email. Two, availability for the dates of the job. Three, attributes. In other words, what do you look like on paper? And four, photos, to show what you look like in pictures. That's it in a nutshell. So your best bet is to have this information stored and ready to go. And I mean from your phone as well, since you may be submitting that way if you can't wait to get home and use a computer. What's a computer? Let's talk about pictures. Most people think they need to get professional shots done. Maybe, maybe not. It all depends on what they're asking for. Most of the jobs I see don't require them. In fact, many specifically tell you to not send professional photos. Why? Because they don't reflect what you really look like. They want to see you in your raw state. I did shell out about $500 for a set of professional shots from a photographer named J.R. West, and I love them. Of the 125 pictures, I hate only 9 of them. I use them all the time for my other business, selling real estate, as well as my acting jobs but you can get very far without them. So I'd advise to hold off on professional photos for the time being. All you need is about five photos to start. One, a headshot smiling. Two, a headshot not smiling. Three, a waist up shot. Four, a full body shot. And five, maybe one other full body shot in a different look. You can take them with a mobile phone. Use a neutral background such as a plain wall, wear muted colors, nothing bright or patterned, and make sure the lighting is good. Then have these ready to go for your submissions. You can refine them over time and eventually get professional shots if you want to. Some jobs will ask you to submit specific looks for which you'll have to dress up for the part. Once you take them, save them for future submissions since you never know who might be asking for the same thing. Examples are a homeless person or an athlete. Let me talk a bit about tracking your submissions. If you're like me, you'll want a record of every job you submit for. If you're submitting for a lot of these, it can be difficult to keep track of all of them. I have a simple three-step process. 
First, I keep the emailed submission. The subject line will have whatever the casting company asks you to use. It usually describes the role you're applying for, but can also be something silly, such as blueberry pancakes. That really happened. The email itself will contain all the information they requested, including photos, and serves as your record of your submission. Second, I take a screen capture of the job description from Facebook or the website on my phone and email it to myself on the same day I submit. This is so I have a record of all the details, including the pay rate, which I'll need later for my spreadsheet. I use the same subject line for this email, so I end up with two emails for each submission, the one I sent to them and the one I sent to myself. And third, I track the submissions on my phone in the Notes app, but you can use whatever you want. Anything electronic is best, including a spreadsheet. I track the date I submitted, the same subject line, the dates of work, the pay rate, any bumps, location, and the casting company I submitted through. This way, if someone reaches out to me, I can easily find the details of my submission and know exactly what they're talking about. That's really it. If I get a job, I simply copy this information to another iPhone note, which is the only jobs I've been hired for and includes additional information, which I'll cover later. Casting companies will want to know your personal attributes. I keep these on my phone so I can easily copy and paste them into emails for submissions. Typically, they want the following, height, weight, age, and sizes. For men, it typically includes shirt, neck, sleeve, chest, jacket, pants, shoes, and hat. For women, there will be some other measurements. I also store information about my car, including year, make, and model. Why? Some of these companies are looking for people with cars and will pay you extra, which we call a bump, if you bring your car and they use it in a scene. I've only done this once on Ozark and was lucky enough to be chosen to drive my 2008 black Honda Civic Coupe through a parking lot in the season three episode where Ruth is in the hospital after being beaten up and Marty and Wendy are sitting in the lobby talking. The PA Jack, for some reason, remembers this vividly and when we run into each other on other projects, he always knows me as DJ with a car. This happened when I did a one day red notice job in an office building south of the airport. And it blew my mind that among the thousands of BG he works with, he actually remembers little old me. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R F-M. Next topic, accepting a background job. It's thrilling the first time it happens. Someone has actually reviewed your submission and is reaching out to confirm your availability for the job and to ask additional questions. Most casting companies do this by email. Some will call you, some will text you. So be prepared for any of these scenarios. Funny story, I was surprised and amazed one Sunday when I got a call from Los Angeles and it was Bill Marinella calling me about a Doom Patrol opportunity for a same-sex couple that involved kissing. I couldn't get my husband to agree to it, so we lost out on this one. 
but I still ultimately got hired as a Danny Zen in season two. See the Sex Patrol episode. I'm in the bright yellow shirt with a lightning bolt, dancing my ass off. Back to the topic. The first step is to confirm your availability. Remember, you may have submitted several days ago, and even if you were available then, you may no longer be available, so that's usually their first question. They'll probably run through the details of the job to confirm you understand, and if you're okay with everything, then either confirm you or submit you to the director for selection. Director picks are an added step as some jobs require all potential background through the director, who then picks the people. Other jobs allow the casting company itself to hire the background actors. They'll likely discuss fitting details and COVID tests. In other words, you'll need to confirm that you can fit on the available fitting dates and time slots and when you'll need to get a COVID test done. Remember, flexibility is key here, so the more open your schedule, the better. These companies typically have lots of people they need to talk to when hiring for a job, so making their lives more complicated isn't what you want to do. You want to make things simple and easy for them. They'll love you for it. Once this is done, you typically don't get all the details you need until the day before the job. What does that mean? That means you won't know your call time until then, you won't have an exact address until then, and finally, you won't even know how long you'll be on the job until the job is over. This last part is what requires you to have your availability open for the entire day. You should never book two jobs on the same day, and sometimes having two jobs on two consecutive days can be a problem. I did this once and I learned the hard way. I had a Tyler Perry show called Ruthless on a Wednesday and had booked Doom Patrol that afternoon at 5 p.m. For some reason, they had already told me the Tyler Perry call time was 6 a.m., so I assumed I'd be done in time for my second job. I wasn't. I ended up being three hours late to the Doom Patrol job, way out in Conyers. I was terrified that I'd be fired on the spot, but in the end, it didn't matter. The PA knew me, and all the BG were just eating dinner, so my lateness in no way impacted filming. But you can't ever safely assume that will be true, so don't ever book two jobs on the same day. Even having two different jobs on consecutive days can be risky, primarily because you have no idea when you'll be finished on the first day, and usually no idea when you'll start the next job on the second day. If you're working until 1am on day 1 and have a call time of 5am on day 2, you're going to be extremely sleep deprived and cranky that second day. As a final note, you should always know who to contact if for some reason you have to cancel. Life happens and sometimes this is unavoidable. I've never canceled so I can't elaborate on what the repercussions are, but I think you should avoid it at all costs, lest you end up on a list that you don't want to be on. Just to recap what I've covered here, you submitted, you tracked your submission, you got picked, and you accepted the opportunity. You're on your way to working your first background job. In my next episode, I'll talk about two additional steps in the process that happen before you arrive on the set, fittings and COVID testing, both of which usually pay only a fraction of a day's work, but you still get paid for your time. One final note is that all of this is absolutely free. None of the jobs I've gotten have required me to spend one penny getting them. So if you're thinking you have to shell out money to get work, think again. There are companies that charge you to get access to acting gigs, but I can't discuss them because I don't use them. There are lots of background jobs in Atlanta that will cost you nothing. Good luck and best wishes in getting this far. Happy background hunting.
That's all for this episode. Tune in again for more of the Background Scoop, where I discuss background acting here in Atlanta. Hope you're learning and getting some BG roles of your own. Feel free to reach out with your questions, which I'll try to answer in a future episode, or tell me a story about your own experience, and I may choose to interview you. See the episode notes for how to reach out. And if you like what you've heard, please rate the podcast. Thanks for listening.